0: Never seen a lame man walk, never heard a dumb man talk. Never seen a blind man
1: see, I promise you a change. change. Never seen a canceled bed, never seen all the poor get fed. Never seen a prisoner set free, I promise you a change change. It's your boy Bigger T coming at you living in heaven color. Well, unless you're on an audio podcast and then I'm not a living color. But anyway, we're I'm here as usual. There. I'm here. Your boy Bigger T Travis Johnson. And I'm with my co-host, the man with the most. He is. A daddy celebrating Father's Day. He yeah. loves it when you call him Big Papa.
0: I do. I really hey, do. Hey, what's up, Clint? Man, what is going on? It, it is actually nice that you actually want to talk to me this week because last week you're like, I don't care about I you. Know, the last couple of weeks I just kind of zipped past uh, you. Like you zoomed me out. Like you do me out.
1: But I'm giving you a full fledged man. Just the yeah. people. Hello
0: man hey everybody and for all you dads out there i know this won't be released after father's day but happy father's day to you um i hope you i hope you all are having just the best of days just that's right days you
1: know clint i was uh you know i preached uh that we're recording this on sunday afternoon because i got church camp this week and so uh don't have internet up there but i preached this morning and And some of the guys in the church are like, yeah, that's the way it is. You're always real sweet to the moms on Mother's Day, and you're going to be hard on the fellas. But I was nice to the guys this morning, Clint. You'll be proud of me. I wasn't hard on the guys.
0: Good. Didn't
1: beat them up too bad. I didn't beat them up too bad. It was good. So, um, had a lot of fun. Well, Clint, let's, uh, let's jump in. We got we got a lot, the last couple of weeks stuff to talk about, but that's going to lead into sure. to, to some other things. Let's talk about our holy Snikes moment. We haven't done this in the last couple of weeks on this podcast. We like to do a holy Snikes moment because we got that. The moment. last two
0: weeks were in themselves holy Snikes moments for us. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, the last couple of weeks have been holy Snikes moments for us. But Clint, tell the people what were are. Holy stinkies for
0: this week, yes. All right, I'll just be over here. You be over here. So oh, Zach Collier, a 27 year old history teacher, who's a graduate of Texas A&M University, um, which I believe stands for Agriculture and Mechanics.
1: Probably does. Yep.
0: I don't. I think so. I bet
1: they shop at a farm store like Atwoods.
0: Like Arkansas Tech is technically Arkansas Polytechnic University. Yeah. I just. Uh, I don't know why I know this stuff. I just do because I was pistol useless. So he graduated. So he was singing the national anthem, I think, for a a TCU game. Singing the national anthem, Mm -hmm. does a horns down, a little ha ha joke. Yeah, little ha ha jokes. They never hurt anybody. Never hurt anybody. He's gonna get to sing the national anthem at the College World Series. Yeah, and and he loses it because he'd done the horns down. Gesture Aww. like I mean, come on! I'm, are
1: Listen. you once again, Clint? This proves Longhorns are soft.
0: They are soft. They're soft.
1: Yeah. Look, is this hurting your feelings? Is that hurting your feelings? Come on, people! Really, man,
0: I've the horns down. Oh, it ain't. You know, and I played for Arkansas State University and we were the Wonder Boys, and you know, we'd get all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Like, you'd come at Wonder Bread. And, and no one did not go, you said Wonder Bread. Yeah. I can't <laughs> play here. I can't play here. What's that? What? Stop, <laughs> make the mean man stop with his hand gestures. Don't let him sing the anthem. Yeah. Like, I mean, y'all come. Um, I mean, just Texas is that that lady that brings the potato salad with raisins in it. That's right. That's who Texas is. That, that's who they are. They should call it the University of Karen. That's right. Um, I mean, it just yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if there's somebody in Texas had to have said something because there's no way they're just like oh. ah. Yeah. When
1: when they come in the SEC, if they start bringing that stuff, let's just boot them out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm yes, already.
1: Go do your Texas network and just have fun by Leave yourself. Leave us alone. That's right. Go
0: you, be okay.
1: Now, Clint, yeah. I called you the other day and I asked you a question.
0: You, you've you asked, we've, we've actually probably talked more over the phone the last two weeks. That's right. If any other two humans have.
1: But here's the question I asked you yeah. I said, is this real life?
0: it for real is it real life
1: because if you've been paying attention to this podcast look we love doing this podcast and we're gonna do it no matter what kind of guests we have on
0: yeah
1: but we've been blessed the last couple weeks and one of them was i mean we started off big dude literally 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 and all our first big-time guest – okay, look, we had, we've had some other guests on here. We have. And apologies to them. They were great guys. And we were thankful for them. But, Clint. But they didn't play nine years in the NBA. And we didn't pretend we were them when we played as kids. Right, yeah. In our driveways, in our backyards for sure. when we were playing ball. I would, I would pretend I was Oliver Miller. I would in too. The driveway, in the driveway on the on the eight foot goal, okay. I would, I would pretend I'm Oliver Miller, um, passing it out to to Todd Day and Lee Mayberry. One of one of literally our Razorback heroes came on this podcast and talked ball with us, talked Razorbacks. And watched a regional baseball
0: game with us. We were watching. I and mean, he Razor- really did. That was awesome. That 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 was awesome.
1: And he couldn't have been a nicer guy. And it was just fun
0: to see how big of a Razorback fan he is, you know. Yeah. That that was just so neat, wasn't it? It really, it really was. And just watching him get fired up every time, yeah. you know, something good would happen, how much and the way he's been tweeting and stuff like that you can tell like okay and i think arkansas sports is better off for having an alum like oliver miller Mm -hmm. who obviously is now on this public forum who's constantly tweeting talking good thing things about the razorbacks um i mean he's a he's a a freaking legend he he is a he is a he's a legendary basketball player and when me and you we did our basketball draft a while back, we kind of started with that error. Because yeah. that's where me and you kind of first yeah. had came came along. And you know, Moncrief, Delph, Sutton, they all laid they laid a foundation and then the, they came in and just took it to another level. Yeah. That that was the class. Yeah. And here is recruiting story. The oh. the story about Nolan being there and wearing his cowboy boots and polka dot shirt in probably, um, a less than savory neighborhood in Fort Worth. Oh man. If you, if you haven't, if you haven't watched that
1: interview folks, please go back, watch it. It's it's so worth it. Um, yeah. the story about, you know, a lot of people don't realize, especially if you're younger, that 92 UNLV Arkansas game folks. Yeah. That was huge. And like I'd forgotten about he mentioned you know as as teenagers, you know they they're, he's a teenager at the time and the war was starting in Iraq, you know when the um, the first war with Iraq was just getting going. and I forgot that was happening during that. and UNLV was number one in the nation, a great team, one of the best teams like ever assembled, okay. Uh, Greg Ackles, Stacey Augman, uh, Anthony Hunt, Greg Anthony. Uh, I mean, Larry Johnson, those guys
0: were beasts, man. Those starting five was amazing. Well, and Larry was the number one overall pick in the draft, the first ever pick, I believe, for the Charlotte Hornets. That's right. If I'm not mistaken. I mean, they, they literally – you have a blank slate, and you're like, okay, we're going to build a franchise around this guy, and they're like, Larry Johnson. That's right. It's him. We're good. And they became competitive pretty quickly because of him. And then, um, and they came in, they came into
1: Barnhill, and the who's who was there. I'll never forget hearing Mark Henry share about when he was at that game because like, he was uh, Hunter Henry's dad. Me and you got a chance to know him when we were in high school. Right. And he told the story about seeing Walter Payton at that game. Um, and there was, and all the other famous people that were at that game. I mean, it was just a who's who. Everybody came to Fayetteville, Arkansas for that game. And so, and to, we got to talk to a guy who was front and center. Okay. And that, that's for a Razorback fan, that was special for me.
0: Uh, and I know it was for you too. No, it is. And what I love about it is is you you, you usually map out the questions. And, and look, Travis does all the work on this podcast. i just show up and make ha ha jokes. Um, no, I help a little, but Travis does the Travis does the heavy lifting on this. Yeah. So Travis comes with all this, and I just get to ask off the cuff questions. Travis is a straight laced guy. Well, not straight laced, but you get what I'm saying. He's the guy that keeps it going. I get to ask questions, and I just, you know, and so when I ask, you know, about did y'all give Todd Day a punch? It was a hard time about throwing that punch at Larry Johnson. Yeah. That that I am I'm forever grateful that I asked that question oh. because 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 I know if it'd been like one of my boys, I would I would like, dude, come come come
1: on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like really, come on. And then to hear how Nolan roasted him watching film. Yeah, Yeah. And then you kept rewinding like, you ain't gonna swing on Mr. Johnson. You ain't gonna swing on Mr. Johnson. That was priceless. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Yeah, go go watch it.
1: After we show that one, after we released that one, I get a call from my good buddy Mike Floyd. And he says, Hey, I think we can work it out. I can help you get Michael Turner. And I'm like, are you
0: kidding? Like, look. And that's one of them things that, that somebody tells you, like, hey, I think there's a chance we can make this happen. And you're like, oh, great, that's awesome. And you don't expect it to actually happen. You're like, yeah. okay, that's that, that's really cool. Thank you very much. Thank you. And you're like, oh, no, it's not. And there's a reason
1: we didn't announce it ahead of time until we put the video out because yeah. last thing I wanted to do was announce it ahead of time and then have to tell people, you know, we don't. I mean, we don't have that big of a crowd that watch this, but you know, we do now because those two videos. But Michael Turner was a big get. thanks thanks once again to Mike Floyd,
0: very big, very much so. And what a great interview with him. And you know what what's hilarious that you say that is uh, I have coworkers at work. And one of them, Mark, he's dying to come on the podcast and talk West Virginia sometime. Um, <laughs> i like, no one cares about West yeah, Virginia. Yeah. No, I mean, but he'd be a good one to have on, uh, whenever, especially whenever we start doing picks again. Um, if we decide to do it that way again. Who knows what we'll do? We may I'm already blown up and act I'm pretty much I'm calling myself Arkansas Joe Rogan at this point. <laughs> um, so um, but no, so he was listening to the buzz, and John Neighbors like he said. Basically, you know, they'd love to have Michael Turner on, but they've heard he's not a good interview. And he said – and he or something like that. Someone was lying about him not being a good interview. And he was like, guys, my, my friends have this podcast. You need to go listen to that because Michael Turner is a fantastic interview. Wonderful. That was – I felt like I left we we sat down for an hour and we got to talk to Michael Turner. I felt like at the end of that hour, number one, I knew a lot more about Michael Turner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: His story, his journey to from a, from a kid in Warren, Ohio mm-hmm. to going to Kent State to going to Arkansas. Guys, he was this close to being Kentucky Wildcat. That's right. That close. Yeah. Um, I mean it and so that 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 was an insane story. That and then going to Arkansas, and, man, just some of the stuff that he talked about on there were like what what really has stuck out to me, you know, from that interview. And we haven't – on any of the clips, and it's not one that we've talked about a lot. We said, you can get as good as you want to get here. If you have the drive, he goes, I could leave right now and set up a machine to go throw me grounders if I wanted to. Yeah. Because I could set this up and go hit. He goes, Arkansas has done a good job. To build the type of facilities and the type of infrastructure where you can go get as good as you want to get, yeah, Um, you know he goes you have no you have no excuses you have the best coaches you got the best facilities you have no excuses and that has really stuck out to me. How about you, Travis? Well, just to play off what you're saying there, that's one of the
1: reasons I asked him about that. I said, you know, and I, I didn't say it exactly this way, but statistically, he's having the best year of his career. And look, in baseball, there's a reason guys hit better in double A than they do in the pros. It's because you're going against double A pitchers, right? right? Yeah. So now he's going against SEC pitchers instead of what's Kent State Mac. Yeah. Uh, you you know, know, Mac. Okay. He's going against SEC pitchers, guys that are gonna be drafted. You know, especially those Friday night pitchers that he's going against. Our guys, it's going to be drafted, right? And he's having his statistical best year ever, okay? A lot of times transfers come in, you know, he was brought in mainly to be a defensive stopgap to we, we lose Opitz. And we got Leach coming in as a, as a young guy. They right. needed someone to kind of bridge the gap. And he was a, you know, he was a good defensive catcher with a great arm. And he's turned into one of our best offensive guys too. And, and like you said, what a wonderful kid. What a great interview. Yeah.
0: Just, I mean, couldn't
1: it been easier to talk to, you know.
0: No, and that's just it, is the entire, I mean, me and Travis, we tinkered around with different things and different ha-ha things. Mm. settled on a format and then really the format of this podcast is two best friends talking back and forth Mm. is what it is. And, and, and when we interview somebody, we want them to feel like, Hey, you're our third best friend and we're going to talk back and forth. And Michael Turner and Oliver Miller could not have been better at that. Oh yeah. They they really, it, it flowed so naturally and seamlessly, even though, you know, at the end of talking to Michael Turner, when he didn't know who Dave Grohl was, I felt old. That's right, yeah. I think I was like, oh, I'm like you don't know who – I, like, I brought that up, and he's like,
1: yeah, I don't know who Dave Grohl is. And he probably didn't know much about Nirvana.
0: and I was, <laughs> He doesn't know.
1: At least he's a Browns fan. <laughs> well, he, he
0: kind of a Browns fan. Like, hey,
1: and you know, Clint, we were nice to him. We were really nice to him. We were. Because he said growing up he was a big soccer player. We did. We're and- not the biggest of soccer fans. No, no, we're not. We could have made some jokes there, some jabs, but we were nice because we're good-hearted.
0: Thanks. Now, and I think I've told it on this podcast how I became my daughter's uh, soccer coach. Yeah, yeah, you told me. I, I was like, oh, God, yeah, good But it's a good one for kids to go run around and get some energy. But apparently, he was, he was really good. Like he, he was. Well, like- I
1: sent him a, I sent him a tweet, a message after the game, uh, the first game of the World Series. I said, uh, I said, great job today. You know, great job calling the game, and uh, and uh, by the way, uh, awesome job using showing off those wheels on that infield single. Cause yeah. he got that single down the line and legged it out there at the end of the game.
0: Oh yeah. But uh, anyway, I, I, yeah. And, they put, and put Leach in after that. So
1: now, one of the things we learned on, in that interview was actually brought up by the ESPN guys. Right at the game, you, you had, uh, you would mentioned it. And, uh, you know, the, the commentators, one of the commentators brought it up now, he may have got it in the interviews before the game, but, you know, we have a good imagination here. So we think he <laughs> watched our podcast yeah, there and you go. he saw the interview and he heard when we, when you asked Michael Turner, how much of the game he calls, when he said ninety-eight percent, I was blown away.
0: I was too. I was too because you you see all the catchers have that earpiece, um, and so you just assume that David Horns over there calling the game, or no. Hob uh, Coach Hobbs is calling the game. He's like, no, I call I call ninety-eight percent of it, and I assume Casey Opus did the same. They brought that up that he um that Arkansas lets is one of the teams that lets their catcher call the game.
1: Um, and that's what makes a game like the first game of the World Series so amazing. Connor Nolan was was doing a good job, but to know now what we know, a lot of that was Michael Turner making those calls.
0: No, and a great catcher will make all the difference in the world. When Yadier Molina came up, his uh, you know, his first couple years when he became the full-time starter. And Yachty Emerlena was a below-average batter at best. Mm. And they and they brought that up to Russo. And Tony was like, I don't care if the man bats zero. You realize how many runs he saves us a game? That's right. He goes, he goes, Yadi Emerlena is my catcher. He goes, I, I, I don't care if the man bats zero. And the other thing is, you know, a lot of people gripe about his style, him talking about that. And he's, a, he's like, you have no idea, you know, going back, and I think it's even the second time I watched the podcast or listened to it, we're talking about how he, how you can steal so many more pitches at the bottom of the zone, catching mm. the way he catches.
1: Mm.
0: And that, that was telling me, he's like, I like this style. He goes, he goes, look, he goes, people grab about balls getting past me, but if he, he, them,
1: you can tell in his answer to that question, he's heard those people chirping. Yeah.
0: But he's like, no, he goes, the, the, you ask Connor, you ask any of these guys. He goes, yeah. And like we said, it's working for him. Why change it?
1: Well, let's let's talk about the World Series, Clint. Uh, the College World Series, Hogs, of course. You know, we got to watch them with Oliver Miller there as they beat Oklahoma State. Then they go to Chapel Hill. We talked about some of that with uh, with uh, Michael Turner, and and they go in and they do a good job beating them in two games. Then they start off with Stanford. Now, Stanford, I was nervous about this game, Clint.
0: I was. I was too. I'd read twenty four seven. They'd actually pick Stanford eight to five. would beaten us before. Yeah, you're season. going against their ace.
1: That's right. They have a couple future major leaguers batters that are really good, and then they one of their their pitcher. Before the game, says, "I'll take our offense over their offense." Famous last words. <laughs> and uh, man, the Hogs came in and and just. Connor Nolan was throwing. He didn't, you know, he didn't. He only got one strikeout the whole game, but he averaged just a little over ten pitches a inning. Um, he was the defense played well behind him. They made plays. There was no, uh, you know, there's no slip in the outfield like they've had in the past and stuff like that. And then, uh, <laughs> do you see that one guy from Stanford took the ball off the top of the head?
0: I, I didn't see it. I'd actually, I'd, I'd went to go get lunch. Oh, okay. And it became an entire ordeal. Wow. I'm going to gripe about it right now, Travis. Okay. So I went to come and go because I was like, going to get one of their green bows. I, I meal prep my food. I'm like, I'm going to go get, get i just going to go there. I go over to come and go, their kitchen's closed. I'm like, so I'm like, I'm going to drive over to, I'm going to drive over to Salem. Because I'm in Conway. I was like, drive over to Salem. I'm, I'm going to get Mose because I want to hear him go, welcome to Moe's. Uh, yeah. And then, and then I get over to Moe's on Salem, and it's out of business. Under, but, uh, yeah, I know. Like, how does a Moe's go out of business? Um, and so I end up at yeah. Tropical Smoothie, and it takes so long <laughs> to get my food. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, I'm grabbing about your Tropical Smoothie. Tweet uh-huh. at you. I don't care. Um, <laughs> so, it took so long. I had to listen, like, to the first inning on the radio. And uh, I tell you what, both pitchers took it right on the chin with the first batter.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Connor did, and and the guy from Stanford did. Connor just responded. Yeah, and and the guy from the guy from Stanford did too. He he got it back on the rails there because he had the bases loaded at the end of the first. Um, and then he also, you know, and Jalen Battles, uh, bless him, he stranded six five runners on the on base the first few innings. Yeah. So, uh, but they were able to bounce back.
1: Yeah. Well, and it, it was, man, just a first of all, the pitching performance is, I mean, our offense did great. They, they did a good job, but the pitching performance really set us up for the rest of the World Series because you got Connor went a lot of innings,
0: you know, what was seven innings? Yeah, he, he was in the seven, seventh inning, and I think he looked over at Ben Horn and goes, am yeah, I'm, I'm done. And the thing play. is,
1: that's he, and he didn't go with that many pitches. Okay, so so he's gonna be he's gonna recover quickly, and then the next two guys, Ramage and Vermillion, that they put in. If I remember right, I'm pretty sure Ramage didn't play in the super regional, and I want to say Vermillion may not have
0: played. He might have pitched in the super, well, but not I much. Do, I do think you're going into Monday with the only pitcher that you would say would be unavailable would be Connor Nolan. Exactly. And, that, and that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And you got some
1: work. You got – everyone else had some work in in the Super Regional. So, you got two guys that didn't have much work in the Super Regional, got some work after Connor. So, they're going to come out ready to roll the rest of the time because they're available – they'll be available Monday. So, I mean, if you need them, which they're not going to need them probably. I mean, because they, they're going to go – you know, it's
0: – um. McIntyre probably
1: McIntyre or, uh, Zach Morris. They said today, it's going to be one of those two. They, he hasn't said which one yet. Um, but I'm, I'm going to guess it's probably going to be McIntyre. I think he likes him. I think he likes him starting and Zach Morris coming in second. Um, of course it, it could depend on their batters. Um, now we're playing Ole Miss Monday. We, We played Ole Miss in the season and and Ole Miss won the first game. We won the second two. So that's, uh, that should be a,
0: that's, it's it's not going to be an easy matchup at all. You know, no, no, you're talking at this point. If the season Arkansas loses their next two games, we're not finishing worse than sixth. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality of it. You're not finishing worse than sixth because, you got Texas, Texas A&M playing an elimination game today and then Notre Dame, Oklahoma playing, you know, that. You're one, but you're one win away. If you win this Ole Miss game, you're at the catbird seat to get to to get to the National Championship Series. It, it is an absolute huge game because now you're talking about you're going to sit there and whoever makes it through has got to beat you twice. Yeah. I now, mean, one thing we
1: have to worry about, though, Clint. Go ahead. Let's you know we had a big game. We scored a lot of points this first game. But let's—I'm just going to say it out loud. I'm not trying to speak. Oh, no, no. But let's remember last year at North Carolina State for sure, because we came out against them the first game and we scored 21, beat them 21 to two. The next two games, we lost five to six and two to three.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well. So- we, these we, they, these kids lived through that yes these kids remember that, that these not, kids are very aware of that yeah and i don't i don't think the mission is over i, I don't think any of these kids think the mission is over yeah. none of them they're like yeah that's awesome on to the next one but the big thing is is uh i and i hate to bring up michael turner again in this incident with michael turner is this team that seemed to be kind of floundering, not doing so hot? I think this Ruskin Michael Turner incident galvanized the team. Yeah, I really do. I think this. I think this was that major league moment mm-hmm. where the GM walks in and and Lou Brown's sitting there, and he goes, "I just need you know we're real we're real close. I just need something to bring it all together." Yeah. And then he's like, well, she wants to move the team to Miami. Yeah, I think Ruskin, you know, going after Turner like he did was, I'm going to give Turner, he he, he kind of, he addressed it. You know, he wasn't a jerk about it, but he also at no point did he, was he like, I'm not talking about it. So don't even ask. Yeah. No, I mean, so he no, he, he
1: was willing to talk about it.
0: Yeah. And,
1: so. um, no, and I, but I think too, I think, uh, you got Caden Wallace is a year older and, and, and you can see out there on the field, he's a better leader. You know, he's, he's kind of more of a leader. He's always kind of talking the guys up and things like that. Uh, you got people like a Connor Nolan, you got people like a Michael Turner, who's a, who's definitely a leader out there. Lane who's an older guy that's come in. Yeah. Um, you know, those guys, those guys know what happened last year. You know, they know just like You know, when we talked about it on here with with Turner, pop fly, the Oregon State pop fly. He knew about that. You know, he knew, you know, he knew he knew from that hurt from the past. So I think these guys are have been very mature with the way
0: they've handled everything so far. And I tell you, this team, I think more than anything else, they've decided they're gonna have fun again. Yeah. You look in that dugout, you look at the way they're celebrating. They're not being cocky. They're not showboating. They're not showing anybody up, yeah. but they are having fun. They are having lots and lots of fun over there. They're enjoying it. Yeah, they, they, well, are, they, well they should, you know, like Michael Turner is a, a fifth year senior and using his COVID year. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's in Omaha. Yeah. I'm sure when he's playing at Kent State, you know, he only dreamed about playing in Omaha. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's um, they're enjoying it. They really are, and you, you can tell they've, uh, and they believe in each other. And so, and I tell you, it was good seeing, uh, seeing more on on uh, Robert Moore on second base. You know, having the game he had this this last weekend. Yeah.
0: No, because he's he struggled this year. Robert Moore has probably struggled more than anybody. Yeah. Um, you want to say regressed? And I don't, I don't know if aggressive or maybe, you know. The thing about sports is somebody's always trying to find find a way to beat you. Everybody's always trying to find your weakness and exploit it. Yeah. And maybe pitchers pitcher's got a little bit smarter about some of the things he's done. Um, that play
1: he had toward the end of the game, going yeah. behind second base and making that throw, Clint. <laughs> that was amazing. What a play. And I, I was like, when I saw it happen, I was thinking, okay, they're about to do the replay and it's going to be, they're going to give it to them because the ball didn't seem to get there that fast, yeah. you know, but what he did was he got it out of his glove so fast. It got over there and ended up getting, uh, ended up getting the out and it was unbelievable, man. What a play made sports center top 10 and, uh, was one of the best defensive plays we've seen all year for sure
0: yeah
1: well and uh our buddy roberts up there in omaha he
0: did at least looks like he's a little aloe vera
1: yeah that's right he got a little he uh sent us a marco polo message and had a little sunburn on the old cheeks there looked a little rough but that's okay well uh, maybe he'll be all right
0: um so let me ask you a question because you know me and my lack of patience pretty well, Travis. I do. I think it'd be a terrible idea for me to ever go to Omaha knowing the line you have to stand in to get in.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: I'd be like complaining and yeah. the entire time it'd be like yeah.
1: Yeah, you probably wouldn't even make it into the game.
0: I'd probably get thrown out by
1: you'd be back at the hotel watching on TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh I had some buddies that went up there and there was four of them. And uh, what they would do is two of them would stay in line and two of them would go sit in the car in the AC. and then they just rotate. every every 30 minutes or an hour. Or so I guess that's one way to do it. But if you get those general admission tickets, you're standing in line if you want a decent seat.
0: So. Well, I think, I think Branskin, you know, he's, he's balling now. And so he's, uh, he's making that stupid hometown roofing money. I think he, I think he was in like a Hunter Yerchek's box or something. He's yeah. Like, well, no, he. I think he was. Uh, he was in line for that Notre Dame game. Oh yeah. So anyway. So, now, um, now Arkansas's fans have showed up and represented in Omaha. Oh yeah. Like it. Like they said. I think it, it may have been Michael Turner. I don't remember which player it was. They go. There was so much red out there because Stanford's color also red. Yeah. Cardinal red, well, however you want to say it. But yeah. 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 They uh they have a tree, yeah. It's a tree. Um, but they uh he said, Yeah, no, we heard them. <laughs> we gotta go order which fans are ours. Yeah. Like, no, we heard them. Yeah. We heard them. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, they are uh Arkansas fans uh consuming, not that we condone this behavior, consuming a lot of Jello shots, apparently. That's right, so, yeah. yeah. Y'all y'all be sure to have a designated driver because Jello shots will still get you drunk and get you DUI.
1: And Ole Miss is right there. <laughs> yeah. I saw someone on Twitter was asking for uh, VMO to help buy jello shots. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I, let's, we put our money to something better than that. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I know we want to win stuff, but anyway. All right. <clears throat> now, Clint, also there's been some talk this week with basketball.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: of course, Musselman came out and, uh, Had his, had a little uh, state of the program press conference the other day. And uh, the team is all together finally. Anthony Black had been down in, was it Mexico? Uh, Playing with the American American team. I'm not
0: sure where it was, but I remember he was playing with Team USA. Team USA. And
1: um, man, the feedback that they were getting about his play down there was amazing that he was uh doing things that just uh just playing out of this world. Yeah. Uh, that the coaches down there were calling Musselman and just telling him that um, he was just showing out. And uh of course Musselman's pretty fired up about that. They had uh Devo Davis and uh Kamani Johnson at the press conference and they talked a little bit. And uh one of the things they talked about was this team is going to be deadly defensively.
0: No, I I've, yeah, I've heard that.
1: Like already in practices, they're hard to score on. Yeah. That that people are going to have a hard time, a hard time scoring on this team. Um, that's exciting news to hear. It it
0: is. It, you know what? I with the talent that he has up there now, because like you said, you can literally split into two teams now and have each team have two five stars oh yeah yeah i mean you can i mean yeah. literally you can do it you can do an inter-squad game and you can say okay you take nick smith and um i'm brave on the transfer from arizona state yeah um, and and then you get you put anthony black and walsh on the other team like okay the pickup games have got to be just so intense around there yeah. just just the little the little scrimmage games because you know you hear the Magic Johnson story, they talk about maybe the greatest basketball game ever played, where it's like they had Magic and Larry Bird yeah. on one team, then Jordan, and they were just going yeah. back and forth. And one team had Malone, the other team had Brock Barkley, and they were just going. Uh, well, they said, but they said Magic's like, y'all can have Leighton we don't want him. Keep the college kid. We don't want him.
1: So, yeah. they the game.
0: They're like, okay, Jordan, you're the GOAT.
1: But <laughs> this team, man, Clint, the, the biggest thing that I think we all say, that's going to be the issue: is are they going to gel together? And one of the things this team has going for it is they're going to take a trip over into Europe. I guess they get to do these every four years. Yeah, they're going to Spain and Italy, right? Italy, yes. And In, so a
0: two-day trip, like August sixth through the sixteenth, I believe.
1: But the you know the best things about that is it gives them some extra practices, and it gives them some games. Well, well honestly. It, when you're on an airplane together, when you're in a foreign country together in hotels, that's bonding time. And that's bonding time. You, you can't recreate that. right? You can't, you know, you can't, you, can't, uh, you can't reproduce that in other ways. That's just a natural way to do it. And then you go out and play games. That's going to help this team immensely, I believe. To, to, to gel into the team
0: that the talent can let it be. No, I agree with you, I agree with you 110%, because I think chemistry is such a big thing. Mm. Um, and one thing I regret not asking um, Michael Turner is, that, do you have any traditions, you know, before a game mm. or when you get somewhere like the night before? Because one thing we do at Tech is me and Matt Nelson – would always play my roommate, Matt Nelson, who was the starting left tackle. And I was the backup to the backup to the backup to the backup mm-hmm. center. Uh, so, um, and then we would play the starting right, ta- right tackle, Clint Reed, and starting left guard, Todd Matthews spades. Mm-hmm. That, and Spades. That, that's what we do every time. Yeah, Every, every night before the game, we would, we would get together, we'd get down the room, we'd play Spades. So I regret not asking that question. But but they're gonna be doing things like that, whether you know, playing dominoes or bringing the Xbox and playing whatever, whatever people are playing these days. Yeah. So I was gonna say Fortnite, but I doubt people play Fortnite anymore. Yeah, that's know? getting kind of old, I think. I, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I don't know. I, I've still got my Atari hooked up in the living room. That's right,
1: yeah. <laughs> right. Play a little tech mobo. Little Pong. Beep, beep, little
0: pong beep, action.
1: Beep. That's right. But yeah, man, uh the basketball team sounding like it's it's gonna be something special. I mean we know that the the talent, but I just like what I'm hearing already. The way they're <laughs> already seem to be gelling, the way they already seem to be bonding, especially when Devo Davis and Kamani Johnson come out. And Devo was like, yeah, this team's gonna be tough. Like his eyes were wide. He was he was like, these, these are
0: gonna be this is gonna be good. This is gonna be real good. Yeah. Well, the highest recruit that's ever committed to Arkansas or signed with Arkansas mm-hmm. was Al Jefferson at number three. Yeah. Nick Smith is number one. Yeah. And Al Jefferson made a living in the NBA. I don't think he was number three player in the country level NBA, but, I mean, he was – but, you know, you got probably three one and duns on this team. Well, three. and you know, the thing is – they're saying
1: you know just something about Nick Smith they're saying he's stepped on the floor as a vocal leader yeah someone said he's never seen a guy be as vocal as a freshman as what Nick Smith is that he's stepped on it and he's he's become a leader on this team I still I still think Darian Ford is going to be special as a,
0: no and I, I, as I think in I, a, in a in a hinge on this team. No, and I agree with you. But I think, you know, Nick Smith, he, he's played a lot with, uh, with Jordan Walsh, and he played a lot with Anthony Black. Yeah. So, I think he already knows some of the players. And he grew up in North Little Rock, so that's not act like him and Devo probably ain't hooped a thousand times together. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's not like he's unfamiliar. So, he should be familiar. Yeah. And when you're that good of a basketball player, you're used to being the leader on the team. Yeah. I mean, just it is what it is. And so, I think, you know. There's a you. You don't get that number one ranking, number one recruit in the country, and not have earned it. It's not one of the things. They just like, oh, he's a nice kid. Let's give him this. Like, no, you, you earn it. That's right. Yeah, you had because because 24 seven they're putting the reputation on the line. That's right. When the, when they say, okay, this kid's good. Yeah.
1: Now another thing, Clint. Uh, big news came out this week, and. uh My favorite, probably favorite video game of all time, next to Galaga. Galaga is number one for me. But second is NCAA football. Right. No, I'm so excited about this. And I guess in
0: 2023, is that right? They're saying that. Yes, July 2023. Yeah. EA Sports, NCAA football, 2023 is back. Man. um now now we live in the nil age you yeah. know and why you have your great you have your great um nil deals like uh rent to own company um sponsoring Michael turner that's right which is is like i messaged him on twitter and like are, are you guys are you serious right now are, you, are we really doing this I, that that was a pretty funny story he's like i just messed with twitter like are you serious yeah i, I like money yeah so um But, no, it's back. Now, they did announce – well, I took a screenshot of it earlier. So, they're going to pay out in four deals. According to documents I've inspected, this is from Matt Brown. Um, I believe he's from the Washington Post. Um, EA Sports College Football is still slated for a July 23 release. release. Um, EA is trying to get more school-specific audio act. As, assets like they want the hog call, they want cheers. Um, mm. you know, school payouts are gonna range from a little over a hundred thousand to ten thousand. So they're gonna do it in tiers, and it's gonna be based off the number of AP top 25 finishes over a 10-year period. Hmm. So um tier one is gonna be like 105, it's 1049. Uh tier two is gonna be 629. Tier three is forty one nine, and tier four is ten thousand um, hmm. dollars. So you know your schools like Alabama will be able to use this as a recruiting tool. Clemson, um, you know, hopefully Arkansas can get there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's going to be, it's you know, they're going to have to pay the kids. Yeah. Um, which I mean, this a lot of this got started. The, uh, I believe it was the old Bannon brothers. Um, Ed O'Bannon brothers. O'Bannon. Yeah, and O'Bannon, who I don't like, but nothing about the lawsuit. Because I can understand, you know, it was, it, it was the right thing to do all along to compensate these kids for their name, image, and likeness. Yeah. Because what was the first thing we would do? You'd go in and try to find something where you could download something that would name the players. Yeah. Or you'd spend a night, like, renaming the Arkansas players. Like, this is Tyler Wilson. Yeah,
1: no, you're right, and uh, man, it was, you know, of course, I love the recruiting mode on it, and, uh, you know, I would, I would, I'd be playing it, and I would get to the, you know, the end of my season, and I would, man, I'd stay up all night to get through to the next season, because I, you know, just want to finish it up, I get so excited about it, so.
0: Yeah. Well, I remember, I remember waiting outside, this is how old I am, uh, you youngsters, you millennials. In Gen Zers listening to this, probably won't remember this, but I remember one year I got off work. I was at the movie theater at the time, so I was off late. I went to GameStop. Yeah. I went to GameStop. I waited outside GameStop for them to do the midnight release so I yeah. could go get my Xbox 360 game and take it home and play it.
1: I went down to
0: El Dorado for the midnight
1: release at Walmart there. And stood in line in the electronics section um, for the midnight release of, for the PlayStation version.
0: Yeah, I just, I just remember making a joke like, you know, none of us are going to work tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. we all going to be up all night. Yeah, it was a uh,
1: man it's such a good game, so much fun, and so hopefully it's just it's <laughs> like I played Madden, but I liked I always
0: liked NCAA better just because yeah i wish the, i wish they had one of the retro versions that you could download on xbox one because i probably would pay for it. Um, I'd, it i'd always
1: uh you know you'd create a school i'd do Wooster state university i remember
0: you do the Wooster state wave yeah Very and, uh, it was it was a
1: great uh it was great hey by the way i found out what Wooster's high school mascot used to be oh did you yeah Okay, I'm intrigued now. Was the Bobcats, the Wooster Bobcats. Okay. And their colors were red and white.
0: How long has it been since Woosters had a high school? Because I'm was like the early 60s. I'm 46 and I've never heard of it.
1: Yeah, they the uh, when I first moved to Worcester in '87, the gymnasium was still standing, but it was in bad shape. Like yep. I went in it one time because my stepdad was looking at him and a friend were thinking about bidding on tearing it down so they could keep the lumber and sell the lumber because because people buy old lumber like that, you know, that's uh, if it's still in pretty good shape for remodeling projects. and But it was just too big of a – too tall of a building for them to handle. They didn't have the equipment to handle. But anyway, sorry, folks. You may not hey, yeah. care about that, but the Worcester Bobcats, for those of y'all. Sure. Uh, Michael uh, McDaniel, are you – Got another one in your
0: um, toolbox there, Travis. You want me to put a smile on your face real quick. Sure. Texas A&M is up eight to two on the Texas Longhorns.
1: Oh, hey, there we go.
0: Yeah. SEC, SEC. SEC. <laughs> I don't know, man.
1: a uh, and
0: tough. Yeah, no. A and m would be a you know they're. You know, they're one of the highest – they're, what, the second highest rated seed left. Um, Stanford's one and A&M's. Yeah. Clint, did you ever go to church camp? I never did. Never did? No, I don't think my parents trusted me to act right. Well, I went for uh,
1: 30-something years straight. And then, then, uh, of course, I left the youth ministry. And then now I'm going back tomorrow and um, I'm looking forward to it because just, cause it'll be fun. I'm, I'm not staying in the dorm. I'm staying in like, they got a little, some like separate, they call them hotel rooms, but they're pretty much, uh, they got like a, just a, you know, little room with two twin beds in it. So I'm, I'm going to be staying in one of those, but I got to eat church camp food and uh yeah. All that good stuff. So, and
0: it's going to be. How does that work for you? Because I, I love you, to death, but you're a picky eater. No, I'm not.
1: I'm not that picky. Yeah, you're pretty picky.
0: No. Yeah, you're
1: picky. No, man. I ate school lunches all the way through. All right. I didn't. I I never complained about it.
0: Well, maybe I've been hit in the head too many times. I don't remember. Yeah,
1: I'm not it. that picky. I mean, I mean, I have a few things here and there, but not. I'm I'm not that picky.
0: You know, I say that my son went all the way to Biloxi, Mississippi, and back and didn't eat anything but a hamburger and fries everywhere we stopped. Yes, yeah, Well, I say hamburger and fries, I mean meat, bread, and fries. That yeah. was it. No, man, I'm not
1: uh I'm not too picky. I do pretty good at camp. I don't I don't complain about the food too much. I don't I take some uh cliff bars with me just in case. Because yeah. uh, sometimes but, yeah. it's uh you know, it's not very filling or whatever. And uh, you need a little more protein or, you know, they'll feed you something that's all, you know, carbs or something. So, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get some – I got to have a little extra protein here and there. But uh, other than that, no, it's not too bad. Well, yeah. The hardest part is sleeping on those little beds.
0: Oh, I bet. I couldn't do it anymore. Like, I'm like – I get uncomfortable. Even when I'm, I'm like – I'm used to sleeping with my wife and wearing a king. Yeah. And- if I even and I just feel crowded even if I'm in a queen by myself now. Yeah. yeah. Like I'd to share it because I'm used to the, the space. Yeah. Now, speaking of picky eater, did I tell you the uh, story about the disappointing part of my last super fight, other than the actual super fight itself? Yeah, yeah. y'all went all the way to Memphis and you didn't get any good food. Did they didn't it? get any good food. Like we went to Waffle House and I guess they got killed at, afterwards because it's like 12:30 at night. Yeah. We're driving back and like. Where we were, while we walked in there, I guess they got in the store, and they're like, look, we got to clean for 30 minutes. It's 30 minutes before we even start taking orders.
1: Yeah.
0: And we have to drive back to Arkansas. Yeah. And we live in the center part of the state. So, I was like, well well, well, we'll just find something along the way. So, I was hoping we can going to run past the Taco Bell or something we in whipping the drive-thru. And I'm in Memphis, so I really want to eat good barbecue. I, that's what I want. I'm like, I'm going to eat some ribs. I've been training hard for this thing. Yeah. I've just pretty much dominated for eight minutes and 54 seconds and I got caught with a submission yeah. like that. And so I was disappointed. I'm like, okay, at least I can go get me some barbecue. Yeah. Nothing like a rack of ribs to ease someone's pain. To drown your pain. And so yeah. I'm like, eh. And so they're close. I ended up getting a Lunchable at Loves is what I got. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I was like, yeah.
1: That's disappointing.
0: It was. It's the most disappointing was the, now, the, it was one of those adult-looking Lunchables that had salami and cheese and crackers, so that wasn't bad. But it wasn't a rack of ribs.
1: That's right. <laughs> can, we, uh, can we have a moment of silence for the Waffle
0: House All You Can Eat?
1: Remember those days, Clint?
0: Yeah. I mean, we would go – I think me and Matt Nelson, we went and did a patty milk plate eating contest one time. And I think I got four, and he got six. Was-
1: well, we used to always do the, you know, we I think we did it one time. Me and you went to Dallas with the church for something, and
0: yeah, it was a Promise Keepers of convention.
1: And uh, we, you know, we got into it with Sandy and We did the all you can eat and see who could get the most orders or whatever. Well, I was at Washita, We would go during finals week, and we'd go like at two, and we'd take our books and say we were studying we were studying Clint.
0: yes study but
1: uh we would uh you know mike floyd would go with us and we and we'd we'd sit there and we'd just you know just continuously order stuff and then we would just see and and then one time a buddy of ours went and he's like hey you know you don't see how many plates you can get what you do is you take what you order and figure out how much it would be if you ordered it off the regular menu.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, that's and you
1: see how much you take a Waffle House for. Okay. I think I took them for like 38 bucks worth of Waffle House food. Nice. It was nice. But when you get uh, bacon with every order, you know. Bacon's delicious. It's delicious, and it's $3 a pop. So with every order, get some bacon that runs that price up a little bit. It was good. It was
0: good.
1: I missed the Waffle House, all you can eat, man. That was stuff.
0: Dude, was, that thing, that was, that was, that was good. I remember I'd lost after I had my knee surgery in college when I was playing football. I remember I was eating there with my ex wife and Coach Mullins drove by and I got in trouble for them seeing my car at the Waffle House.
1: Really?
0: He was like, You need to be losing weight. Don't be eating the Waffle House.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, sorry. I love but I love the Waffle House. Those patty melts are good.
0: And at arkansas at arkansas tech we literally had the main road there where you turn to go to tech there was a there were two waffle houses that you could literally throw a rock and hit the other waffle like they were right across the bridge from each other right? yeah. one of them's a butcher's boys burger or something like that it's like yeah. a david burgers knockoff i've never ate there it may be delicious so if i've insulted you i'm sorry i don't know any better so but they literally had two waffle houses right across the Waffle parking lot they had Three Waffle Houses within probably a four-mile drive of each other. Yeah. That's how much Russellville, Arkansas, was dedicated to the Waffle House. Now, there's just two, but there's still two Waffle Houses in beautiful Russ Vegas.
1: Well, Clint, I got to make an apology real quick.
0: You go right on ahead. Last
1: week, talking to Michael Turner, I made a statement that there was no good barbecue in South Arkansas. Okay. and You get corrected. I got correct. There's a couple places – now, most of what we have down here is it's trailers, you know food trucks, yeah trailers people set up at different places, and some of them aren't set up all the time. There's one of those that i gotta shout out <laughs> is um uh, Flame and pig it's pretty good it's good stuff they they have they have really good stuff they have a they have some good food and uh but down in El Dorado, there's a place called Pups Barbecue. It's probably my favorite down here.
0: No, I think no. You and Robert have been there together, haven't you? Yeah, we have. I remember y'all talking about that. Yeah,
1: they have. They have some really good burn ins, mm. and uh, and then like they have a they have a sandwich. It's a they call it a Cajun Boar. It's a pork sandwich, and they put Andouille sausage on it, and. Uh, and some boudin sausage on it, so they cut them up in little pieces, put on top of it. That's amazing. Boy, it's good.
0: We also we got a little bit of trouble for, um, I guess we trash talk Southern Arkansas Technical University. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got we got a little YouTube. We got a little. I don't think I think they were just making a. Yeah, they were kind of jest, but it's pretty. It's pretty fun. Well, but we were saying that Kent State's a little better than them. Right. This is
1: how Sau Tech is just now getting a baseball team, and they're in the process of building their field right now and clearing the land for their field. I would say Kent
0: State's a lot better destination. No, 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 definitely a high, a, 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 at least a mid-major Division One program. Yeah, yeah. But guys, we cannot thank you guys enough. The last two weeks that have liked and shared, and to all our new subscribers, thank you. After the Michael Turner interview our subscribers went from we i think we're in the low 40s to we're over 50 now on youtube alone and that's not counting apple and stuff and and we've got things in the works where we're going to be able to hopefully bring more interviews and more conversations more folks will sit down and talk to myself and travis and and hopefully have those good conversations and hearing more good stories uh we're definitely interested in learning about kids journeys and kind of what drives them and kind of what makes them them and what makes them tick um and I love that with my – I think we really learned that about Michael Turner and we learned that about Oliver Miller. Mm-hmm. And Oliver Miller wants to come back on sometimes, and I know me and you cannot wait. That's right.
1: He's going to come on and talk football with us in the fall. He wants to I talk mean, football. So, we are not going to deny
0: him that. We are No, and on. honestly, I would make this the Big C, Bigger T, Big O podcast, but, you know, he's too busy. And, <laughs> frankly, I don't want to be a Big O sidekick. That's right. Yeah. I only want to be Travis's.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, we, we do listen, y'all. We thank y'all so much, those of y'all, especially those of y'all that are new listening, the kind comments we got about the interview. Um, and I know it wasn't because of us, it was because those those big O and 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 Michael Turner were uh, just class guys.
0: And- well, and give yourself credit, Travis, because you know, I did, you know, you you did an outstanding job. Wow. Directing those conversations and and so give give yourself credit and, and y'all. Travis is the one that made those happen. He reached out to Big Big O on Twitter and he he said, "Hey, you want to do the podcast?" And Big O was like, "When?" And yeah. then he he did all the conversations with uh, Michael Turner. And he's got guys. We 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 have been talking to other guys um that that you know. I not oh. we're not going to give their names away, but if I could sum up them in word, it'd be huge. Hey, what's which- just the fact we're getting responses
1: back from them that are not no, yeah. that are let us see. Uh, we're uh, – <laughs> I'm, I'm excited, okay? So we, we'll see. We'll see who we can get. You know, uh, we'd like to do at least one a month where we get some kind of big name current Razorback or yeah. a former Razorback on here. Um, and you know what? It doesn't hurt to ask. So that's the way we did it. You know, with the big O, he was just bored on Twitter that Monday. And I just said, hey, man, how would you like to come on a podcast? And now, you know, I feel like we've built something good with him. So, um, you know, that's that's been a blessing for sure. And so, awesome. but listen, we couldn't do it if we didn't have people listening, Clint. If we didn't have people wanting to make those clicks. And uh, we, man, we, like Clint said, we appreciate that. We appreciate you subscribing, sharing on Twitter and on Facebook. Some of y'all have been so good about doing that. And uh, we want you to continue to do that. Okay. Continue to share. Uh, Let's, let's get those views up and, um, and we'll just, we'll just keep having fun. We'll keep, We'll keep making this stuff happen, and uh, it'll be good,
0: okay? Well, Clint, I'm off to church camp. Well, good luck. Um, I hope you get it right this time, and don't get kicked out.
1: My bags are packed. I'm ready to go. I'm standing here outside the door. Anyway, I'm not leaving on a jet plane. I'm leaving in my truck.
0: In the F-150, isn't it?
1: Yeah, F-150, the blue.
0: Ford streak,
1: F-150. Well, hey, y'all. Thank y'all so much. Like and share. We're on YouTube. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Podbean. We're on TuneIn. We're on iHeartRadio. Anywhere else.
0: Amazon. All those and here, places. And here's the point of the podcast where I'm contractually obligated to say we're on FarmersOnly.com, people. At least That's Well, this i my contract now. No. And, uh, Hey, let's
1: let's also thank uh, once again. Thanks, Mike Floyd, helping make that happen last week.
0: Thank you, hometown he's roofing.
1: Always, we need to thank hometown roofing. He's been there from the get go. Uh, Robert's been there by, backing us. He's bought us some meals, and uh, he's
0: he willing made, to help with other things. So I mean, he's willing he to got, help with some other fine.
1: stuff too. So if you need a roof, get your roof from hometown roofing, folks. Uh, they'll treat you right. He did Clint's roof. And look, look how dry Clint is.
0: No, no water at all. No water.
1: Look at him. That's right. (laughs) So, all right, y'all. Have a blessed week. We will see you next week. We are out. Sweat. Work.
0: Filthy. Dirt. Harvest. Hurt. Kingdom come. Why I swear when I work My hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't
1: see no heartache till I hurt Crying your kingdom come
0: Listen I wake up in the morning I bow my head to pray Mama told me if I don't Ain't nothing gonna the change These prayers breaking up hard drives So I can show the scene Ain't afraid
1: of no and pain